Come on, worship him tonight. Let's just praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Come on, I just want you just to close your eyes here tonight and worship God. Praise you, Lord. We worship you tonight. If there be any... You can hear a scratchy noise. Scratchy noise. Chub Creek 149. Way back when, when we didn't have to think. Come on in, don't be a dick. The boys on the farm didn't mean any harm. On the banks of Chub Creek. Chub Creek. Hello and welcome. Today is, um, <laughs> you'd think I was prepared. What is it? Sunday, July 7th, uh, 2013. Uh, fine, muggy, horribly hot, but about to, it's imminent uh, thunderstormage, I think. And I'm excited about that because, as you know, I like to take pictures of the lightning. Uh, today, my folks just left about an hour ago. They were, <laughs> you wouldn't believe this amazing shelf what we've built. We've taken this great big piece of raw lumber, um, cut diagonally from some massive uh, silver maple tree, and... Um, I measured it out on the computer and, and, and figured out what the most, uh, the best use of the wood would be if we were to cut a shelf shape out of it so that it produces a, uh, like a bar that comes out from the kitchen. Uh, you know, I have one of those kitchens in my condo that there's a window you can see through to the living room. So it, it becomes a shelf that you can serve and, uh, and eat breakfast at. And anyway, so dad's been, so I went over there last weekend and we worked uh, on some sanding and cutting it in the right shape and, um, but I left poor dad with the job of refining the sanding and making it smoother. And, and they brought it over today and it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, and we had to sand it a little bit more to get it to fit into the shelf uh, area. But, and it's sitting there now waiting to be, uh, I have to do some sanding, some, some more sanding to smooth it off on the bottom. But it's amazing. It's, it's like three inches thick. So when you set it in place, um, it doesn't even need brackets. We're just going to glue it right in place, um, and it's so big and sturdy that it's just not. It won't even need it. Uh, and I'm excited. So that's cool. Um, so before we get into today's <laughs> today's predictable trail adventure, oops, my computer just shut off. Well, I guess no, it didn't because you still hear me. Hmm. Uh, I just want to say that uh, at, right after I finish recording. Um, I, uh, um, so where I stopped, I was at the point where it was like a giant loop trail. So, uh, you know, you, I completed the first half of it essentially. And, uh, so after I finished recording, I started returning back to the car, but I had to finish the second loop of the trail or this, the, the, you know, the second half of the loop. And I looked at the sign and I didn't realize, I don't know why, but I didn't realize how long, maybe it was only long, maybe it only seemed long because um, it was really hot and I was doing fine, everything was fine, but I, on the return there was a lot of hills and uh, it's maybe, I I can't guess, it's maybe four kilometers the return trip. But I got so hot that I started to get overheated, and I had already used up my <laughs> my little container of um, of of iced tea. 
and I was actually starting to get a little worried. I, I, I was at the point where I thought, oh, I must be there by now. Come to the next sign, and I'm only one-third of the way back, and I was already, um, when you get overly hot, especially when you're a big guy like me, the heat starts to slow you down. It starts to make you way more tired than you would normally be because your heart is pounding to get the blood circulating through your system to cool you off. Your, you know, your blood is trying to take away heat and, uh, or to, to, cool, to cool you off, really, because you're sweating and, and that's supposed to cool the surface of your skin off and your blood's supposed to bring cooling, <laughs> cooling uh, temperatures to the core of your body and it wasn't working. And, if I, and I couldn't stop to rest because as soon as I stop, I could just feel my body heating up even more because the wind is no wind. And so it was kind of a scary thing. And by the time I reached... Uh, I actually came to uh, the road and I knew that if I took the road straight back to the car, I could save myself probably maybe 45 minutes of driving or walking. And by the time I got to the car, I could honestly, I could barely make it. (laughs) I could barely walk. And I was afraid of stopping because I thought if I stop, I'll just sit here and overheat. Anyway, so it had a kind of a a dramatic ending, this hike. And I'm kind of glad that I didn't keep recording throughout because... You know, it would just sound kind of uh, horrible. But important to remember, if you're going for a hike on uh, a day that's extremely hot, it was about 28 degrees, maybe 30. But with the uh, humid, humid air and sunshine on top of that and no wind, um, it must have felt much hotter. So a little cautionary note to to self there, to bring more water and to uh, make sure that I know where I'm going. It was way, way longer than I thought. And I, I don't know what time I got there. I think I got there around noon or one o'clock. By the time I got back to the car, it was six. So I was out there quite a while. Uh, anyway, so it was still fun. I got still, it was, it was, I felt good making it. And I thought, oh, okay. And it took me the whole drive back home and I still hadn't cooled off. I had the air conditioning cranked in the car, and I still wasn't cooled off. I was almost hallucinating with, you know, when you have a fever and your brain starts to act funny? I probably shouldn't even have driven because my brain was not behaving properly. I know I know now that it, I was kind of feeling a little weird. Because I remember I pulled into a gas station, and I didn't even bother to park in a parking space. I just kind of parked <laughs> just wherever, right in the middle of the thing to get out of my car to get a, a big container of Gatorade. So kind of a dumb dumb, but I made it home safely and I didn't kill myself or anyone else, which is good. So note to self, don't uh, go hiking on an unfamiliar trail in uh, 30 degree weather when it's humid and bright sunshine. Okay, so let's go on this harrowing adventure that seems perfectly normal when you listen to it. It's fairly windy here. I am at a brand new place called Cold Creek. Seems like a real find. There's lots of really pretty weird looking insects I can photograph. Um, seems to be a, a lot of church people. Some people right here, but anyway, testing the wind sock seems to be working pretty well. You can uh, probably not hear any wind. As my mother pointed out, I need to get better at dialing up the uh, and down the sensitivity of this thing because can you hear me right now? Let me dial it up a bit. If that's at full. That's strange. Let me take this windsock off. 
check. Uh, seems strangely muted. Hmm, I'm a bit worried. Let me just do a test. Okay, let's try that again. I, I don't know if I can use the last thing I just recorded or not, but if I didn't, I'm at a place called Cold Creek. Wow, look at this forest. I just entered into... Uh, it's too bad so much of this is visual, isn't it? Um, so I'm walking into this lush green... It's almost like a tunnel cut through the kind of light foliage. It was almost like a tunnel. It's bright green. And then I enter into this bright orange floor because there's a small copse of uh, pine trees here. It was just stark. It went from everything around me being green to everything around me being red, brown. It's really strange. I've got the windsock on and I think it's doing a good job. Unless you're hearing wind. That's exciting. Um, and you may want to ask me how much bug spray I have on me right now and I think you can guess the answer. Although some of you are probably guessing none. <laughs> but no, believe me, I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson here. Um, so I'm soaked in it. And I don't see any bugs, too. Other than this little... It's all the butterflies and things. It's kind of nice. Anyway, so this seems like a nice find. Um... This is an odd one because it has a road leading all the way through it. And I drove on the road all the way through and it ended in like a big picnic area where there's families and volleyball, people playing volleyball. And, uh, and I don't get that. <laughs> why, that. Why is that there? And uh, so I drove all the way back through and then I realized that the that's there's a trail that starts I don't, why am I describing this anyway so I've got a nice little mini backpack on the only downside of it is keeping my back a little warm but it's got a cold drink in there for me I'm going to have to find a better place for it it's actually a fanny pack but it's too small for me too small for me so I can't wear it as a fanny pack not that I wanted to I wanted to like a little mini strap I went to get any tired this morning I was looking for like a little mini backpack and I never found one but this was close enough anyway I'll get back to you in a sec I think I just got bit even despite all the bug spray Can you hear that? I've never heard that one before. There's a whole bunch of grackles. 
What is that? They're really, uh, the grackles seem really annoyed at something. And I hear another one distantly. Oh, there's a hairy woodpecker right in front of me. See how I know the birds now? They're a lot braver here than anywhere else. He's right there. Shit, I gotta stop for a sec. I'll just leave you in my pocket. See if I can get him. Yep, he doesn't care about me at all. Ah, shit. Shutter was set wrong. Where are you? There you are. I had to dial up the 800 ISO for this. He's gone. Damn it, he was right there. That's the thing about this. I want to record, I gotta sacrifice the getting a good shot. Still getting stung a little bit. He's beautiful. Sorry, this is boring, but I can't stop right now. Ah, shit, what is that about? The camera's not ready. Uh, he's gone again. Oh, there he is. He's sticking around. Sticking around, not dicking around. Boring shot, though. Let's see if I can follow him. I'm going to pause you so it's not so boring. I'm kind of bummed out because uh, I just really, I missed an opportunity um, to get this woodpecker. He was either appiliated, he had a bright, bright red top on his head. So he was either appiliated or the, um, that other one, that one that's mostly dark with just the red top on his head, I forgot what it's called. Northern Flicker. Swift? No, I forgot. Um, it wasn't that. Oh, he was just beautiful. I was so upset I couldn't capture it. It's just a vibrant red splash on top of uh, the green and brown bush. It was amazing looking. Anyway, another time. I stood there for 10 minutes to try to wait for him to show up again, but I just he just walks around the tree. He just goes out of sight. I think it was either a pileated or an acorn woodpecker, or even a red-headed woodpecker. what a difference it makes having a hat on. The buzzing bugs don't bother me as much. Or a red-bellied woodpecker. And this is much denser overgrowth here, too, than it was last week. I got myself a nice Nike hat. It has, uh, it's made of something lightweight that supposedly wicks away the sweat. So, I don't feel the difference, but... Let's see. It's fairly windy throughout, so... It's fun to test. i got to pull this down a bit. Sorry. It's really beautiful. Seems a lot less pestered by people for some reason. There's lots of bugs and birds. 
I'm in, uh, actually I'm in grass right now that's over my head. I'm on a, uh, they cut the trail while mower right here, but the grass beside me is well over six feet tall, which is kind of strange. It makes you feel like I'm a hobbit. Temperature is about, uh, it's going to be, uh, 27, 28 today, so it feels about like that right now. It's about one o'clock, so. Anyway, so I'm here. So what's going on with you? Got some tweets from Dash Drum. <laughs> Thanks for uh, playing along with the oh my god thing. Oh my god, what Dave said on Chub Creek 127 or whatever, 147. Um, who participated in that? Let's see if I can pull that up. <laughs> I don't think it did a damn thing, except annoy people, probably. Let's see. Yeah, Dash Drum, Hank. Hank said, and he's saying all this other stuff. He says, OMG, I really can't believe what Chuck Creek said on that podcast. <laughs> and Junior... And who else? Doug. Anybody else play along with that? Uh, nope. Few people. That's all I can find. Uh, somebody said, who is it? This is Becky. She said, uh, I really like hearing about all the cool apps you use. Uh, she said she found a couple of good ones from me. That's good. I actually don't have a whole whack load of apps. There's one that I found really useful, um, which is called, you can get it for free, I think it's called My Places. And all it does is something that Google Maps should do itself, which is, um, you know when you go on Google Maps and you can save, you can save your uh, the location you find? And then it's so, unless you email it to yourself, it's impossible to pick it up on your phone later. So this app called My Places, God, this bug spray stinks. My Places uh, lets you click on all your, it just shows you all your saved locations. And it's real simple and it works. Strange reason for an app. Oh, very, very hot. I have a big bottle of ice-cold nest tea. I'm not touching until I'm parched. What else do I use? Mm, audio Boo, of course. Um, Audible. You know, Audible, and, and I know Brenda Dane sponsors Audible. I don't get squat. <laughs> because I only have four or five listeners. <clears throat> Thank God you're here. But anyway, Audible... I didn't really realize what I had done, but... I guess I have a, I'm a Audible member, so I'm paying $15 a month, which seems like a lot, except for I get uh, credits towards essentially just free audiobooks all the time. I just go on there and there's, oh, you have another credit. And so I've got, you know, dozens of free audiobooks, um, which isn't free because I'm paying 15 bucks a month, but that's good. I feel good about actually paying for things as opposed to just downloading them for free so uh, I got a really fun one called 
Consider the Fork, and I won't remember her name, the author's name, uh, for free. And it's just a history of cooking and cutlery. And, for example, did you know that back before we used pottery for cooking, we used to dig, and by we, I think, I mean Europeans, used to dig a hole like a pit and fill it with water and then light a fire and heat up stones and the stones um, were then thrown into the water and they'd put food wrapped in leaves in it and that's how they boil food when we learn to how to cook things so that's interesting that's just one little anecdote there's a lot of really neat history like about when we started to actually use the fork which is only recent just lost my glasses not that long ago the uh, fork was a foreign thing. It was used for, you know, two two tine fork was used for cutting up a roast. Maybe that was it. Uh, there was one smaller fork that was used. It had a spoon on one end and a fork on the other. Back in uh, like Henry the Eighth time, and it was used for something called sweet meats, whatever that is. And I guess the sweet meats were kept in a some kind of a jar. And, you know, there's just sticky stuff in there. And so you eat the sweetmeats with this fork. Really tiny one. And just two tines. And then you get your, all this, well, I guess it's like jerky maybe. I don't even know what it was. And it would get all caught in your teeth and you use the fork to clean your teeth with. Apparently sweetmeats are just candied fruit. But, uh, even things like a whisk. It's really called candied fruit. You know, something that seems... Like an obvious tool. Back before we had stainless steel, you couldn't use metal for cooking much because it would really taint what the food tastes like. So they'd use like a bundle of uh, grass or, or, you know, sticks, a bundle of sticks, and they'd mesh, they'd whip eggs with it. So existence was really hard. It was all very manual, and they'd have to, like, you'd get sugar, you'd buy sugar in a chunk. Then you'd have to mash it with a mortar and pestle. So when you listen, when you read this book, you just get a sense of, wow, I should be grateful for all the conveniences that I have. There's a cicada. Not very many of them I've heard yet. Not as cool as Jack's ones. Oh, look at this. Wow. So I was in an open field and I just gone back into the bush and there's this wide open area inside the bush with what looks like a lake of green. Just imagine a pond made of green but there's no water. It's just beautiful uh, poison ivy. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of looks like poison ivy. I don't know what it is. Beautiful though. Just like a uh, it's like a carpet, like a beautiful green carpet, and it kind of rolls over the hills. Gorgeous. So I'm going to take some pictures uh, of that, and I'll come back. Hey, so this is pretty creepy. It's a really weird trail. It's like somebody from Hollywood made it. Now, I'm, so I'm, I was walking through that forest, and now I'm 
and went through kind of a little glade. And now I've entered a very straight pathway through a f uh, looks like a deliberately planted forest of they're all dead. All these pine trees are all dead. And the very tops they're alive, but down here at the bottom they're all so you know what an old corn broom looks like? It was like a witch's broom. Stick that in the ground and then repeat for a hundred and then do the same on the other side so there's a path through. I'm going through this pathway of weird, creepy, curvy, dead witch brooms. <laughs> hey, pretty neat. Would you come here on your own? Hey, chicken. <laughs> I was talking to, uh, let me turn this down a bit. I was talking to, um, as I was saying on audio, but I was talking to some team members. And, and over the years, to different people about ghosts and, uh, I know that uh, people who, who believe in ghosts feel so strongly about it, and I uh, apologize in advance because everybody has an opinion, and because you're listening to this, you're getting mine. Um, so, But as you know, I say what I think, right? <clears throat> and yeah, it's funny listening to people talk about ghosts, because uh, sometimes they'll just kind of test the waters, and they'll see what your reaction is, and my theory is that if, if, you, if there wasn't enough of a reaction, then they'll tell a even more outrageous story where there's things levitating and things obviously you couldn't have seen, you know. Like, <clears throat> yeah, suddenly the remote control jumped in the air and flew across the room, you know, like, it didn't happen. <laughs> I don't, you know, it didn't happen at all. <laughs> and if it did, you were on drugs. You know, um, but yes... Yes, I know. I know. I know what happened. I know. But I don't believe it, and I, I attribute it, probably unfairly, to three levels. One is you were fooled. Two is you're exaggerating. And three is you're just making it completely up, and you're completely full of shit. And I think most of it is you're full of shit. But it's like it's fun to tell. Like everyday life is boring, you know. It's boring. There's nothing exciting about, oh, I was at home watching TV. But, oh, if the remote control flew across the room and there was a ghost involved, suddenly I've got uh, an audience. And it's much more fun. It's, it'd be way more fun to believe in, 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 like, whenever I get into this discussion, I invariably I'll, I'll say, it's cool and I wish I could believe it. I wish I could believe in all this supernatural stuff because, wow, is it ever cool to believe that. What? Not even... It would be so cool if it was true. So you have all this impetus coming from people who want to believe. Because it's cool. And it would be better if it was true, right? But uh, this, this tree, these trees are absolutely phenomenal. They're all dead. And it's an arch, an entranceway. An ongoing path. It's just beautiful in a strange way. I have to Instagram this. I have to Instagram, photograph, podcast, and I've got another camera. That's just weird. Weird. No filter needed. <laughs> Creepy. That's almost the same as the last one I took. I hate when I take two Instagrams that are the same. 
Oh, good, I can delete the old one. It didn't actually work. Oh, I got no signal here. See, I'm in a creepy, I'm gonna see ghosts. I probably told you the story about Gary and I checking out that haunted house, didn't I? I think I did, yeah. Back, uh, I even remember the episode. It was the one where we were, and the kids were camping at that farm with the animals. But that was fun. I was pretty spooked that night. So yeah, it's, I, 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 I kind of smile these days as opposed to getting into a fight. I don't ever fight about that. I listen and I ask more questions and I tease and, you know, I was quizzing about the ghosts involved in this particular story and I was saying, you know, what are they doing there? Because there's this family of ghosts that live there and they're Somehow she knows, wow, look at this fence. There's a fence that's standing here. And it's, it's one of those old cedar scent fences from the, like 100 years ago. And it's uh, fallen over. And as it goes through the bush, it becomes part of the ground. Very neat. Um, so I said, somehow she found out that the ghosts were you know, part of the old owners of the house or something and uh, and I said so what are they doing and she says well they're not you know they're not um, malevolent they're just tricksters and I said so they're just in the house with you as tricksters but they don't want you there and she says yeah they don't want us to be there and I said well if I was a ghost I would make sure as hell that you would get out you know, I'd, I would have, I'd go get ketchup and pour it on the walls and, uh, you know, wake you up in the middle of the night with a slap in the face or something. I would make you terrified if I wanted you out. Anyway, it's kind of a fun, lighthearted discussion to have. Hopefully lighthearted. It's lighthearted for me, but I guess, I guess people take it very seriously. And I shouldn't patronize, but... It's just so... It's just... I don't know. I feel like if you think for five minutes, you know, you can talk yourself out of any of that, but I guess it's not true, because people don't. Oh, i take some pictures here. I'm in one of those... Um, somehow there's dew drops on everything, and it hasn't rained, so it's weird. So I'm just going to... And they look like jewels, so I'm just going to take some pictures. Be right back. If I were you, I'd buy a horse color of the rain If I were you I'd find a boat sailing far away
makes a hell of a difference. Having bug spray on, I was standing there for five minutes taking pictures of these little flowers and leaves with drops of water on them and there's mosquitoes everywhere but they were not biting me. Very nice. Duh. <laughs> I think I got a few bites but nothing much. And a plane. Bane of my recording, plain bane. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to talk. <sighs> what, what, what? Why do I turn this on when I have nothing to say? hot. It's hard for me to concentrate. Isn't that, uh, what do you think about the Egypt thing? What do you think about Morsi getting booted out? I didn't follow it all that closely, but what I was aware of, I think, was that he was going a little separation of church and state wasn't really happening. Although maybe that wasn't even part of the deal, but seemed like to me he was trying to get uh, dictatorship power a little more uh, of a ruler than people had had in mind and I guess they'd had enough and gajillions of them got onto the streets and very strangely quickly the army took over and just booted them out it was a bloodless coup almost bloodless because the um, the untold story there wasn't untold but it was didn't seem to be very high up on the Huffington Post list um, was the rapes. So because of the lawlessness going on in these streets, there are many, many abuses, abuses of women um, just grabbed and raped in plain sight because there's no one to stop them. And I don't get that. Like, what the hell is wrong with you guys? What, why, why is that suddenly okay because there's no cops? Is this a desire that all men have to just completely grab and rape women? I can't imagine. Why? I can't imagine if I could just, you know, wave my magic wand and have uh, a woman appear who I could do whatever I want. I would want it to be something she wanted. And why is that not universal? Why is that not... How is it that that's something that men want? I don't understand it. Causing pain and fear and terror and... and do you know what I'm saying? I just don't understand it. I understand where oh, one works themselves into a frenzy and they're all, you know, excited and everything. But how does that turn into beating someone to death? I'd never beat someone to death or rape someone or take advantage of somebody in a way that caused them pain or or fear or I don't understand that. I don't. I'm not just trying to be holier than thou. I just really don't understand it. And it makes me ashamed. It makes me ashamed of my gender because women don't do that by and large women don't murder people they don't rape people almost to a to a person you know it's almost universal not quite but almost and uh, that's the downside is all because of all these guys uh, working themselves into a frenzy they figure oh there's no cops I'm just going to rape women so I don't know 
I don't want to blame it on a particular country because I think it's a universal problem. But um, it's pretty shameful to watch. So hopefully they figure themselves out and they elect somebody fairly that uh, actually represents the will of common sense people. And, uh, and they work that out because, you know, Egypt, I always thought of Egypt as this cool, ancient place with pyramids and friendly to tourists. And now it's turned into kind of a hellhole. So I don't know. I wouldn't want to go there right now. Never been. I, I used to have a, I had a fascinating English teacher in grade 13 who I really liked. His name was Mr. Mansur. I'm going straight up a hill, so I'm going to be out of breath in a minute. Um, and he, he was only four foot tall, but he commanded uh, a presence. He had a wonderful way of, his oration was, you know, beautiful. He could, he had a little bit of an English accent because he was probably trained in England or in an English or British school. But his former job was, um, he was, he was a translator for, for, uh, I assume it must have been Mubarak because he was a translator for the president or whatever they called him. Um, and he moved to the, to Canada and they started teaching English, but, uh, fascinating. He was one of those teachers. You only have one or two of them, don't you? Everybody has one or two teachers, which is a shame. There's a whole leads to a whole other subject, but I only had, I can't even think of another teacher who I wanted to prove myself to. I wanted to do good work for. I even wrote an essay and I showed it, you know, I, I got crappy marks on it. And I was just devastated by that. And I remember asking him if I could rewrite it because I wanted to prove to him that I could write. I, even back then, I was so excited about writing. I always dreamed that I would write a book, science fiction book or a fantasy book. And, and he let me, and I rewrote it, and he gave me a pretty good mark. But he, it still wasn't perfect, and he still didn't give me a great mark. He just gave me a pretty good mark. And he just made me one of the first teachers who I ever was honest with me about what my abilities were, you know. Um, I guess it, I guess all my life I was, before that, I was fairly advanced in everything I, I ever did in school, except for math. Um, but particularly in English. What the fuck is that? Sorry about my F word. Helicopter. Does there have to be a helicopter right above me? Right now? I'm trying to tell a story. Well, Mr. Man, sir. Helicopter. Helicopter. <laughs> Helicopter. <laughs> what was I saying? Up until then, I kind of was way more advanced than everybody. I, I remember even, I remember going ahead of grade in English and when I was in public school and so here I am in uh, what in Ontario was grade 13. Uh, they don't have it anymore, but it was like advanced, and I was taking advanced English, and uh, it was like a pr preparation for university, which I never went to. And I, uh, I was kind of, you know, put in my place very gently, but he was very honest, and I was so inspired by this guy. He, he taught Shakespeare, and I was inspired by the way he loved language and the way he loved 
um, beautiful words and poetry and I just really liked him I really liked him and he was kind of indifferent about me you know <sighs> and not really indifferent you know you know how it is when you have someone who's kind of a hero and you want him to really like you and I never I never really got that from him but anyway he was Egyptian um and I always had this idea in my head of Egypt being full of really cool, educated, inspiring people, where there is ancient history and the origins of the god worship, and you know, all the, the pyramids and all that. So, disappointing to see what's going on there now. Oh, so where am I? Wow, I'm a long way from where I started. Okay, helicopter. Okay, seriously now. Come on. This is this a joke? You're going right over top of me again. You helicopter. I don't even, can't even see it, which sucks. Whenever I take pictures of helicopters, it freezes the blades. It's pretty neat. Anyway, so I'm just looking at this trail sign here. I'm standing in front of a sign. To Bog Walk Side Trail. This side trail rejoins the main trail at Junction 6 and is approximately one and a half kilometers in length, including the elevated Bog Walk. What's a Bog Walk? Huh. Okay, I see. It makes a loop. Should I do it? I've got bug spray. I actually brought bug spray, too. I'm so bug... I have two kinds of bug spray. I have so much of it. Okay, let's check out the bog walk. I'll let you know how it is. Kind of surreal. I just got a news flash on my phone. The Boeing 777, Boeing, Boeing 777 has just crashed on landing. I hope uh, I couldn't connect to get the details. So that's a sad, horrible thing. I hope everyone's okay. Hopefully so. Not knowing right now, I, it's like I could still hope that it's true, you know, that everyone's okay. Landing and takeoff are the most dangerous. Um, I kind of feel like, I feel like um, I've been waiting for it to happen. This new plane, I think the 777 is the new fancy new Boeing. Boeing, I can't say that word. For me. Uh, the bigger plane, I think. And, uh, you know, everyone feels nervous about a new plane, a new bigger plane, and waiting for one to go down for some reason, thinking, oh yeah, it's bound to happen. But it shouldn't, of course. Anyway, hopefully it's all right. Don't need to be a downer. You probably know the news now, but... It was interesting, too, because the, the news flash was... Uh, my phone is set up to give me news flashes from uh, a couple of sites. New York Times is one, and... HuffPost is the other great apps. Uh, at least HuffPost is a great app if you don't have it. Speaking of apps. Uh, and almost invariably, the New York Times is first. So, I guess they're better. I don't know how that happened. Um, plane travel is uh, among the safest, and it's not just a cliche, because... Uh, um, it is 
astronomically more dangerous to drive by car. God, this is beautiful. It's a boardwalk crisscrossing through the trees. It's hard to tell you. It's just so neat looking. Um, I forgot what I was just talking about. Uh, anyway, I'm just taking an Instagram. Boring. Boring. Okay, I'll talk to you in a minute. I have an incredible new friend here. <laughs> Shit. I hate that. It was absolutely beautiful. Elaborate. It's like an orchestra. Do it again. It's funny how I care about this now, right? It's just nice and quiet. It's done. This is pretty cool. It's a little raised, raised boardwalk. And it uh, zigzags through the bog. I guess this is the bog. It really just looks like twisted, spooky trees everywhere. And it makes me want to take Instagrams every five seconds. It's dark and muggy, and there's not that many bugs, but it's probably because I got the stuff on. And, uh, it's hard to capture. Instagram doesn't really do it. Um, everything is overgrown with green, mossy stuff. Even the boardwalk itself, but also the bog. It's just solid with fallen uh, logs, and they're all overgrown with green, whatchamacallit, fungus. Not fungus, but moss. Wow, that's really pretty in a yucky way. I'm trying to capture it. <laughs> There's the helicopter again, great. Sorry I'm taking pictures so I'm not talking. Wow, that's cool. Another bird. You piss off helicopter. Just typing the name. <laughs> God, people are obsessed with their cell phone, aren't they? Just trying to type the name of my picture. Yeah, this is pretty cool. You should come here. So this is called Cold Creek, and it's really worthwhile. There's a lot of every amount of every type of territory you can imagine is here. Um, this part is kind of a wasteland of green overgrown logs. They've, they've just formed a forest floor that looks like somebody has dropped mossy green carpet over all of the dead logs in the ground. And then every once in a while is revealed uh, the water and it's only a few inches deep and it's bright reddish brown. So it's just quite a beautiful bunch of contrasting uh, colors. 
uh, and it's amazingly not full of mosquitoes. I'm shocked that I'm not being eaten alive, even with my bug spray. There's nothing here. Funny, huh? Maybe they're just waiting for me. Pretty cool. See, this is what I have to do properly. Now, when I approach a loud sound like this, I turn down my mic and then I move it closer to my mouth so it doesn't make you annoyed. Wow, is that ever cool? To... There's a little brook here. Is this too loud? There's a little brook here, but the, uh, the water is like a milky green color. You can't see through it. It's not really muddy. It's kind of like, you know when you put a bar of soap in water to wash your hands and it kind of turns the water kind of aquamarine? It's like that with brown edges. It's really, really cool. It's really pretty. It's like a little Hollywood set. Oh, nice. Glorious. So, let me turn it up a little bit, I think. Can you hear me? I can't tell if I'm too loud, because I have... The reason I don't know how to work this anymore is I've turned on the... Was a noise gate? No, it's a limiter, a peak limiter, which clamps down on the levels if it gets too loud so it doesn't clip. But as a result, the levels indicator looks low all the time, and I can't tell if it's too low or if it's just clamping down because I'm too loud. So hopefully, this is a good level. And hopefully, the water isn't too loud. Cool. Oh, I'm almost finished my iced tea. I, I was weak and I started to drink it and it's so good because I'm so hot and sweaty. It's 30 degrees at least. It's like Jurassic Park jungle right now. Okay, I'm going to take some pictures. One and a half kilometers of boardwalk is pretty impressive, isn't it? a lot of work. Imagine the work it took to build this huge boardwalk. I've seen one like it over at uh, a place called Crawford Lake. And it goes around the whole lake. This is like that. It goes right through this really quite beautiful bog. I didn't know what a bog was until today. I just assumed it meant... You know what it looks like? You ever see Star Wars, the very, very first one? Episode 4, I suppose. You know when... Or no, I guess it was the second one, where Luke crashes into the swamp, and Yoda lives there, and he lifts the X-Wing fighter out of the swampy green muck. That's what this is like. You could see an X-Wing fighter buried here. And Yoda. Very sweaty you are. <laughs> Very fat. Fat and sweaty. You do pretty good Yoda, eh? I didn't know that I could do Yoda until me and the kids were doing them. I had them laughing until they peed their pants. It's probably because I sound like Kermit the Frog. That's a J. 
Can you hear me? See, I'm making sure I do this right. Um, another beautiful stream. I just love the milkiness of the water. It's really cool. And uh, I have to take more pictures here, so I'll stop here for a second, chat. Have I been long? I don't even know. I, can't, I haven't been paying attention. One other cool thing about this spot is there's little mushroomy, fungusy things growing on everything. It's, that's why it's so Hollywood. It's everything's overgrown with either green moss or upside-down mushroomy fungus cup things. Um, and everything's kind of slimy, but there's no bugs. It's just weird. So one last uh, little topic before I sign off. I, uh, I had a really interesting morning. I, well, first of all, I was working on a logo. I, was, I, I promised my cousin I'd do him a logo. And, you know, when family asks you for, uh, for the graph, it's kind of like when, it's when, it's like when you're, if you're a lawyer or a doctor and your family just bugs you for free medical or legal advice, graphic designers always feel like, you know how you never want to ask a, a lawyer friend for advice because you feel like they should be charging you $1,000 now? Graphic designers always feel like, why aren't they worried about asking me, right? So whenever somebody asks me, if, if it was family, it's, you know, family's family. But when it's, um, especially when it's an acquaintance or somebody at work, hey, can you do this for me in your spare time? Uh, yeah, I guess I could, but, you know, I really, you know, you feel like a nerd. You feel like a passive-aggressive uh, Napoleon Dynamite nerd. Like, yeah, God, my God, sure. But I... <laughs> but you're not even paying me. <laughs> so I always... Uh, I'm kind of beyond all of that. Where I'm at now is I either say, no, I don't do any of that shit outside of work, or I just do it. I never charge for it, because it's like if you charge... If you charge somebody for your work, it should be full price. What it's worth, what it should be, if you're going to charge money, you should feel paid. You should feel like it was worthwhile to you to do it. You know, you should feel, otherwise, what's the point of being paid? So either, so if you pay yourself unfairly so you feel like somebody got away with something, that's no fun for you. So it's better for you to do it, just do it for free. And I'm happy to do that. I just don't like to do a lot of it because it's just so much freaking work for me. I work, I do it all day and I look at other people's stuff all day and I, and I, you know, I have to talk about nothing else all day. It sounds fun being a graphic artist. I know a lot of you are graphic artists. It sounds like a romantic, exciting thing. And it is, but it really does get tiring. It really, really does. You do get exhausted with it. Um... And so, my dear, dear cousin Oliver, who I love very much, has <laughs> asked me to do his logo, and I'm happy to do it. But I, I warned him off the bat, I said, and by the way, if you're listening, Oliver, he doesn't listen to this, but if you are, I'm not saying, oh my god, um, I feel ripped off and I want you to pay. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. It just got me onto that subject. You feel that when it's people you don't necessarily care about. But yes, obviously when it's family. Especially someone as close to me as in, it's like, I've been really wanting to do a great job on it and I haven't had one iota of energy for creative work at home. Not a, not a scintilla of it. I said scintilla at work the other day and everybody was laughing at me like, what are you, what this nerdy words? It's <laughs> not a nerdy word. Go get a dictionary. Anyway, so 
I have been, it's been months and I, I told him give me a few weeks but I didn't think it would take me so long to get my mojo to do it um, and anyway uh, I did a little bit this morning long-windedly I'm saying this morning I did a little bit of work on it and I, I, I found myself going down kind of an exciting direction I was pretty pleased with it um, but uh, usually this would be one so it's this so I've done concept one essentially whenever I do logo designs I like to present three not more never more than three because it's so wishy-washy to you might as well make them do the design because half of the work of design is weeding out the bad ideas so uh so I did one and, and what was interesting was uh, I, I, I sent him the whole thing which was uh, all the scratch work right from the first little blob right to the final concept just to show him uh, kind of the process of how, how at least how I work and I, it was fun and I was inspired and I, was, I really enjoyed it and I was very very happy to send it to him um, and I don't know if he'll even like it <laughs> it is fine if he does it because I'm used to that and I'll be excited to keep going, but it'll also be fun if he does like it. So I'm excited about that, and I started my day off really well. And what I meant to get at there was uh, somehow um, I started reading about Star Wars, which is why, which is what I really meant to get onto. I don't know why I got into Oliver. And uh, this morning I was reading about the Star Wars logo. Which is fascinating because um, it's one of those logos that if you're a, if you're a nerd like me and at the same age as me, it was something you drew over and over again when you were a kid, trying to replicate that cool Star Wars logo with the S that flows into the T. They called it a ligature, and then the f the, f the, f the final S at the end that curves off to the right as well, and in some cases that little curve trails right off the page into a line and turns into a border around something you know, probably know it really well just me describing it and uh, there's this woman um, um, what's her name because I now know it was commissioned to design this and she was just some designer at some studio connected with uh, the film company Fox or something Lee Century Fox and uh, let's see if I can find her name for you here because if you look at my Twitter, if you go to at Chub Creek and uh, find my tweet, you'll see a link to the article I read. Was, and apparently she's been putting up with grief, and grief, 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 and grief over the years. Put your damn phone about, away. Uh, her design work, um, because it's now looks, of course, a little uh, funky. Susie Rice is her name, and uh, you should know that. If you're a ner true nerd, you should have already known her name. And it was just fun to read the whole story about how she did it all by hand. There was no computers, right? Put the phone away. My, my I have no signal right now, so I can't. So put it away. Too bad. I'll post it in the put it away. notes. It's better. And so I, on and off chance that maybe she'll see it, I tweeted to her to tell her that that was one of my early inspirations, was her graphic design work, um, which... She's taken so much abuse over over the years, but also so much praise, and uh, it was just exciting to read about, and I hope she reads my tweet. I hope she replies. Wouldn't that be cool? It's not going to happen. It did happen, amazingly. I'm freaking out because I'm such a Star Wars nerd. Anyway, so the creator of the Star Wars logo actually replied to my tweet. She said, uh, well, what I said was, just read, and I didn't say, but the article, because I have a link to the article. Obsessing over your logo as a youngster helped give me a career. 
thank you. And she replied, you're welcome, but I'm still amazed truly that the image has had such an effect on so many. And she even retweeted it and favorited it. I'm freaking out. It's awesome. But it seems so obscure. I thought, oh, maybe, maybe she's still obscure. But the Star Wars nerds would have ferreted her out, so she's probably pestered. Anyways, that's my story about that. Um, she based the logo on Helvetica Black, which is uh, so ironic, because I guess it's an ironic. It's, it just keeps coming up, the uh, subject of Helvetica. It's a it's a Swiss typeface. It's uh, spelled with a K in the original, I think, German. or No, Swiss, obviously, Swiss. Well, I guess that's German. And uh, I'll turn this up now. And she, she was told to create a, a logo for Star Wars that felt um, fascist. And the f- most fascist font she could think of was Helvetica. And uh, so that fat, she just used it as inspiration. It's not actually Helvetica, but she used it as as inspiration. So that fat, blocky, oppressive, with no flourishes, uh, sans serif font is uh, what ended up being the graphic for Star Wars. Okay, I've rambled on too much. Um, Hey, have a great week, you. And... Uh, I'm going to try to find my way home. I don't know even where the hell I am. I'm on this middle of this long boardwalk that hopefully intersects my path again. So have a good one. I'll talk to you in a week. Uh, try to get in touch if you can. It's, uh, what is it? Feedback at chubcreek.com. Or, uh, or on Twitter, it's at chubcreek. And it's blah, 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 blah. There's a million ways to do it. And I love hearing from you. Okay? So I love you. Don't be a dink.